Man, what's going on? It's your boy D. Johnson on the mic for Talk That Ish. Y'all already know what time it is. It's time for that basketball news. A new segment I'm introducing to the show called Rapid Fire. Basically, what it entails is I will be going down the scoreboard pretty much, giving you details, my thoughts about the game in about three, four, five minutes per game. Just give you my insight right now. I'm looking at the Lakers game and the Portland game as we speak right now, and I'll give my insight on that as we go. Uh, but a lot of a lot of good things I see from the Lakers, but we'll get to that as we go. A lot of stuff to cover that is basketball over the last couple days, so I want to go ahead and do that for you tonight. Uh, what I'll do, like, typically when we have a lot of games, you'll get rapid fire from me. What it is, is just kind of a quick recap. This will probably be the longest one that you'll get from me. And um, then from there, uh, we'll have a lot of, you know, shorter episodes. But this one will be a lot longer because I'll be previewing some of the teams I think that can make some noise. Some teams that have shocked me and some teams that uh, just playing old are, are, are just doing well for themselves this year. So we're going to start out with the Nuggets, the Clippers. Nuggets won this game 107 to 98. LA didn't look, uh, the LA Clippers did not look too bad um, in this game. Denver uh, is a playoff potential team for me in the West. Um, I do I do see a, a giant jump for their star player um, on that team and Jokic. Um, he had 21 points this game. Millsap had 11. Barton had 19. And G. Harris had 20. So pretty good production from your starting five. Um, and then you got some production off the bench uh, for this squad. I think the difference for the uh, Nuggets is going to be Isaiah Thomas and what he can do offensively for this team. I think, you know, obviously you have the strong backcourt with Barton and Harris. But to be able to come out there and say, hey, you know, um, we got this strong backcourt and we have a piece that can come off the bench like Isaiah Thomas. I think this that can really help this squad. And I think it could be the best uh, energy, energy bunny uh, for this team and, and, and to get them started and to uh, see them uh, see them reach their full potential as uh, the athletes I know that they are. But uh, this overall good performance for the Denver uh, Nuggets, good backcourt backcourt uh, production from Barton Harris, and, uh, and 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 it was just great to see these guys come out and and, and win the way that I know they can and uh, and do the things that I know they can do uh, as well. But Awesome win. Denver won this one, 107-98. Next game we're going to talk about is the Suns and the Mavericks. Um, again, I think that, they, uh, that these guys can be pretty resourceful as a whole. Um, but it was great to see the the, the coming out party of uh, tonight of, uh, of the two premier players of this game, uh, Luka Donisic, who had 10 points, eight rebounds, and four assists. I think he's going to be really exciting to watch once he gets going. You would like to see those assists to go up more than past four, so I would like to see a lot more from him on the guard play. But I think once he gets going uh, as a facilitator and an orchestrator, um, Dennis Smith uh, Jr. will start getting more uh, better shot uh, shots, and I think that uh, Matthews will get uh, pretty some pretty good looks as well um, at that shooting guard spot. Um, from the bench, they had some good production off uh, off the bench from Paul and Clever. Uh, uh, they gave some good minutes. Clever uh, came off the bench, gave you two uh, perfect two for two at the three point line for eight points and three for three overall. Um, Barrera uh, gave about nine, gave you nine points on three of eight shooting. So I think these guys uh, are going to be in good shape. The Suns, uh, they're, they're, the story for them was uh, Devin Booker. He had a hell of a game. 35 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds. 
great night for him. If he can continue to play like that, I think with the addition of Trevor Ariza, who came in and, and put in a quiet 21 points on 7 assists and 8 rebounds, this team is going to be really good. Phoenix has just taken another step up. Um, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year, but I think they're, they're definitely going to be in contention to be a, a 10th, 11th seed outside looking in team. Just the West is just crazy this year, and I think that you know these guys aren't going to be terrible or doormat to any team to say, okay, we can take the night off. They're going to have to take the Phoenix Suns a little more serious uh, with uh, with Devin Booker being the shooter that he is. Aiton, the number one draft pick, uh, coming out being 18, 6, uh, and 10 guys tonight, averaging a double-double for this team. These guys look really, really good. Um, Jackson gave you 18, uh, 18 points off the bench. Warren gave you 17 points. So this team is coming along. I do think that they'll be a uh, playoff team and by next year for sure but i think this year they'll, they'll take another step in the right direction and rightfully so because devin booker just signed a, a long extension with the uh phoenix suns and he says i want to win and it seems like the, uh the, this team is winning with a young core and with the addition of trevor Ariza and De uh and ayton at your center spot your five spot these guys are going to be very fun to watch and this was a, a very enjoyable game so your leading scorer on all of everybody on the floor was uh, Devin Booker with 32, excuse me, 35 points in his debut. Good win for Phoenix, 121 to 100 against Dallas. Dallas shows a lot of promise. I think Dallas can make some noise this year too as well. Uh, we'll definitely see what these guys do um, going into the offseason as, as, as uh, excuse me, going into the re uh, regular season as the season progresses and these games get a lot more harder in the West. The next game I'm going to go to is the Jazz versus the Kings. Jazz 123, uh, Sacramento 117. Um, is going to be a tough foul for anybody in the West. However, I don't think they're quite ready yet to make that uh, step. However, if you can get good production from Willie Cauley-Steins like he did tonight, he gave you, um, excuse me, let me get to the box score, y'all. Uh, he gave you good production as a whole. Um, he gave you 23, 7, and 4. And then I think the addition of Marvin Bagley, though he didn't have a good night tonight, as uh, so you would have wanted him to have six, two, six and five is not a bad start for Marvin Bagley. But he's de you can definitely see the excitement that he has coming off that bench, and I think he will be like a 15 point per game clip, maybe give you some solid rebounding because of his his height and his length and uh, everything else. The starting five for the uh, Kings was actually not bad here. Um, you got um, 18 from Belica. Uh, Kali Steins had 23. Uh, Yogi Ferrell had 12 important points. Uh, most of that coming in the second half when they needed him. And Darren Fox is just getting to the uh, paint at will. He's just a very fast player, very good player, a player that could draw fouls. So he gave you 21 points tonight on seven assists and four rebounds. Buddy Hills gave you a quiet 19 points on one assist and six rebounds. So this, this starting five for the Sacramento Kings is going to be just as good as any in the West in a very deep West, my ad, where one through 12 is going to be very, very close in my opinion. And I think that th these guys are going to be very fun to watch. So over to Utah side of things. Uh, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell had a good night tonight. He was the leading scorer for, for the Utah Jazz at 24 points, two assists, three rebounds. I'm going to need him to kind of pick up his assist number a little bit more. Um, you want to see him have uh, get at least six to eight uh, on in the in the assist category. He's got to take that step up. Twenty five points per game should be that next mark for him. Um, with him kind of, in my opinion, getting snubbed of the rookie of the year, I think this is his year to be, become a most improved player and really elevate his team to the next level. Um, they have all the pieces to do so. 
Um, I was kind of upset that I didn't, we didn't get a chance to see Grayson Allen that play. But, um, you know, uh, they're going to be a, they're going to have a very good bench with Grayson Allen, Cephalosha when he uh, comes off the suspension from the league. Exum was a good uh, played some good minutes at the point guard spot, um, giving you 13 points. And at shooting guard, you were getting 13 points from Burks, which was really exciting to see as a whole. Um, and Crowder was giving you 13 on 33 minutes. So these guys, they're getting good production from the bench. It's very exciting to see Coach Schneider really utilize and, and, uh, and hold his bench to a very high standard as a whole. Um, Utah was able to come away with this win, 123 to 117. Great win. I think these guys will once again be in the playoffs, either a fifth or fourth seed. I see the Utah Jazz as. Um, they definitely have trouble moving up with OKC. Um, I believe the Lakers will be a fourth seed, and I believe that Houston and um, Golden State will be fighting for that one through three spot, whatever the case may be. Uh, I, I'm kind of losing my reservation a little bit for Houston, but I'll get into that when we get there. But the final score in this game, Utah 123-117. Sacramento fought very hard, and it's nothing to really hang your hat on. Very good game from both teams, but Utah just showed that playoff uh, animosity, able to really, you know, move this team into another direction, really move this team forward um, to be able to move, uh, to, to be able to win games like this in a grind-out uh, fashion. Next game we have were the Spurs and the Timberwolves. Spurs won this one. 112 to 108. Uh, I think the drama with the Minnesota Timberwolves is definitely time for Jimmy Butler to find a new home. He's just, you know, it's a lot of outside mess going on other than the game of basketball, and that's not something you need in your locker room. And it's definitely interfering with, you know, Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony uh, Anthony Wiggins because now these guys are going to start balling for stats rather than team wins, and that's why I think that the Minnesota Timberwolves will slip out of the playoffs this year. I know I had them marked to be back in the playoffs, but this is before I knew about the Jimmy Butler situation. So I do think that they're going to fall out of the playoffs this year because of the team chemistry being in trouble and because of teammates just not trusting one another. Um, you have Jimmy Butler, you know, pretty much ragdolling his own teammates in practice and calling these guys out publicly. And Tom Thibodeau, who is the GM and the coach, not really taking ownership to get this guy traded before the start of the season. Then you have all this extra drama that's not needed. So let's ball into get into the game. Jeff Teague led, led all scorers with 27 points. That's a rare 27 points from him, though Jeff Teague can give you that at any point in his career. I don't think you're going to see too many 27-point uh, games from him. Um, the, I think the, st- the takeaway on the Boston side was just the ups- just the just the bad start for Carl Anthony Towns, who had eight points, nine rebounds, just getting outclassed and outplayed by L.A. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge in this game. It was just he was very passive aggressive. He did not attack. LA down low um, you know he just was afraid and he got shot blocked a couple times in this game he just didn't take advantage of the matchups that um, he had and things he had going for himself um, sorry y'all <clears throat> it's late at night but um, Jimmy Butler gave you 23 Anthony Wiggins gave him 20 uh, Jeff Teague led everybody with 27 Gibson gave you a little 6 and Carl Anthony Towns had, the, had an upsetting 8 it's just upsetting for the Timberwolves because you look at their uh, their star power. They have the potential on any given night with uh, people really playing aggressive to be uh, a top eight team in the West. But I don't think they will. Um, Carlton Towns has got to give you better than eight points. You just got that money because uh, so you got to go out there and give me more than eight points and nine rebounds. It's unacceptable for him for the night. Anthony Riggins, not bad, 20 points. But he needs to be consistent. He needs to give you that every night. But, you know, it's just with games like this, with Carl Anthony Towns having eight points and Jimmy Butler having 23, and just seeing that dog within him, um, 
it's just one of those things when you look at it, it's just like, wow, wow, you know, um, this team, uh, this team, this team could be a whole lot better if everybody had that dog intensity as Jimmy Butler has. And, he's, and every time that, you know, Carl Anthony Towns has a game like this, it just proves more and more of, um, of Jimmy Butler's point um, when it comes to him questioning Anthony Wiggins' heart to uh, his, uh, whether he's doing it for the money or whether he's uh, doing it to win. Carl Anthony Towns, uh, whether he has it or doesn't have it or whatever the case may be and everything else. So I think that these guys will be fine, but I do have the Minnesota Timberwolves with missing the playoffs. San Antonio Spurs, again, they're another team I think is going to be borderline playoffs. I don't know. I have to see what DeRozan does, but he did give you 28 tonight on that side. He was the leading scorer for the San Antonio Spurs. Um, the additions of, of uh, Polt um, and um you know, the return of Bellinelli uh, is going to be really good for these guys. They're going to have to get bench production because of Murray, losing Murray in the, uh, in the preseason to a knee injury. Um, I don't know how long he's going to be out, but uh, that was a huge loss for him because they were ready for Murray to go ahead and take the keys from Tony Parker, who moved on to the Charlotte Hornets. And it was just sad to see him go down. But ultimately, that's just the game of basketball. You have to be able to adjust. And Pop is not a guy who's going to make excuses but good game for DeMar DeRozan uh LA really showed out and really you know had a lot of good uh, a lot of good plays on the pick and pop um his ability to hit consistent mid-range shots was exceptional tonight uh, he really got it going and, and Rudy Gay is getting back to him himself now I think after a year with that horrible knee injury um you can kind of see the the confidence spewing out of him now he's able to take good shots he's able to do things uh that um really really benefit and help his game and his team and when he's hitting those shots and he's giving you good defensive play this team is just as good as any so i think the san antonio spurs is really going to be about the production of demar DeRozan and la's ability to give you that type of uh that type of game night in and night out so 112 to 108 san antonio spurs win this one um, as a whole next game we're going to be talking about is the pelicans rockets game coming into this game i Thought it was going to be a lot more competitive. I thought Houston wouldn't crack this bad, but they lost tonight, one thirty-one to one twelve, and on the blowout, basically. Um, Anthony Davis is making his case for best player in the world um, before the years. I'm a LeBron fan. I love LeBron, but like I said, I'm a very uh, reasonable, unbiased fan when it comes to talking about basketball. He looked like the best player in the association. He's doing things that Russell Westbrook would do at seven feet tall. And the fact this guy almost had a, a triple double in his first game, he had 32, 8, and 16. And if he can give you that type of those type of numbers all season long, then I think the New Orleans Pelicans are going to be a team to reckon with. I think these guys could even be a top three seed if Houston can't get their defense together and they can't figure it out without the missing pieces of Emba Mute and Trevor Ariza. So because you lost those pieces, you now have. Uh, a situation where Houston looks like the team before uh, Chris Paul signed there, which was, you know, let's just outscore, let's not play defense, more more possessions, and that didn't work for them. That's not going to win a championship. And Chris Paul has championship aspirations, and he wants to uh, he wants to definitely get to that point where he can win one either this year or next year. And I think for CP3 and Melo, they desperately need a ring along with James Harden because. 
At this point, James Harden has won the MVP, and I think the next step for him should be a championship. And he's come out in an interview and said it's championship or bust for the Houston Rockets. I do believe that, too, because with the addition of Melo, you have another guy that can go get it on the offensive side where this team won't go over 15 if CP3 goes down. But I just feel like because of CP3's lack of endurance in the playoffs and his ability to get hurt, this team is definitely in trouble unless they make a move in the um, before the All-Star to go get a Jimmy Butler. But I don't know how they're going to get him because they don't have the cap space to do it because they just signed Clint Capella to a good uh, lengthy multi-year deal that's worth a lot. And it leaves them very cap stretched uh, as to what they can do. But let's go to New Orleans side of things. Miritich had a very good game, averaging 30 points and 10 rebounds. That's just, I mean, he's taking advantage of uh, pretty much the missing element of a Tre- Trevor Ariza or Mbaa Mute. He's able to really exploit this Houston Rockets team because nobody can guard him outside uh, out there without Mbaa Mute or Ariza. So he was able to take advantage tonight, drop 30 tonight. Good game for him. As I say, Anthony Davis was a monster tonight. 32, 16, and 8 he had. Um, and, and then this is the scary part about the uh, New, Orleans, New Orleans Pelicans. Drew Holiday didn't even play well tonight, and he had a triple-double at 10, 10, and 10. So he was just more of an orchestrator tonight, getting the ball to Anthony Davis and Meritage, who had the hot hand. Um, and you even got good play from Moore uh, at your guard spot, and he had 21 points. five. So the starting five as a whole killed tonight. Um, they were able to get good production from Randall off the bench with 25. Um, essentially, I see this, being, this, this team being a solid seven rotation team. Um, which is not bad. Um, the reason why I say this is because they'll have Randall coming off the bench. They do get Ian Clark, Clark back, who can give you good production. And I do see maybe another piece that could, that could potentially be a consistent bench role piece. But seriously, they only have a seven-man rotation, which is fine because Anthony Davis is going to be do the load of, of, of the scoring. They just need some defense off the bench, and I think they'll be fine. But they won this game 131 to 112 in an, impression, in an impressive fashion. But this basically splits what everybody's been saying about the Rockets. They're going to take a step back in the regular season. They're not going to be as competitive. I do have them being better because CP3 is not going to let this team go into an offensive uh, juggernaut with no defense. That's not his style. He's going to preach defense. He's going to you know, be on mellow, hold mellow, calendar hold James Harden accountable to play defense and Clint Capella. But for Clint Capella, I mean, dude, you just got paid. You cannot give me uh, you can't give me eight points on eight rebounds. Um, that's unacceptable. You just you held out for your contract. You got your money. You got to play better than that. And I will. Uh, and and he's going to have to play better if they want this team wants to be good. He's got to be the rim protector, and he's got to at least give you 15 a night, at least 10 boards for his size. It's going to be tough in the West, but you signed the multi-year contract because you think you're a potential All Star and Clint Capella. I don't think he's an all-star, but I think he's a very good center that you want to have on your team. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see what how this Houston team figures out their defensive roles because to get 131 put on you after having one of the top two defensive teams in the organization last year behind Golden State um, was really embarrassing. I think it's one of those things that you need to kind of figure it out. So, uh, you know, we'll see. We, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with this team and we'll definitely see uh, if these guys can figure it out as the season goes but not a good performance tonight for the uh, Houston Rockets New Orleans 131 to 112 next game we're going to talk about is the Knicks playing host to the Atlanta Hawks this was a great game and most people were shocked that 
New York is just this good. I was like, I seen it from the start. These guys are going to be very, very good. Um, I think they're going to be a playoff team this year because David Fisdale is really going to uh, is going to drill into these guys' head, defense first and ball movement. And uh, Hardaway is reaping the benefits. He led the way of everybody with 31 points. Enos Cantor had an improvement uh, from last year. He came out averaging a double-double tonight, 16 and 11. And Burke gave you 15 and 3. I think that the the that David Fisdale really has to do some work with Frank Nikita. Um, we know what we're getting from Porzingis when he comes back or whenever he comes back. But they do need some good, some better guard play from Nick uh, Frank Nikita. Um, I think he's got to be a pivotal uh, pivotal piece on this team. He can't just give you five points. He's not really quite the orchestrator, but he's got to give you some something at that guard role because you can't have a bad point guard on the team. Porzingis can't be the guy that this offense runs through because that's, I mean, yes, he can handle, but, you know, come playoff time, you're going to need a guard to kind of get him, get him the ball to the inside, let him work. Um, let get him going on the perimeter. So Frank Nikita's got to be more of a facilitator. And Hardaway, you're not going to get those type of games every night. But when you can, um, that's good for him. But he's got to be consistent because Hardaway can give you this and then he can go totally cold uh, for the next two or three games. So it's going to be pretty interesting and exciting to see what David Fisdale does in his tenure um, with the New York Knicks. Um, I'm just happy to see the the uh, days of the New York uh, Knicks and the excitement of New York Knicks basketball. They've definitely been missing it for a while, but this fan base deserves it, and I hope that they get it. And I definitely think that <clears throat> David Fisdale was a good hire for these guys in terms of player development. Uh, on the Atlanta side, not much I want to say there. Uh, Trey Young kind of stuck out to me. He had 14 points. Um, he, he has a couple shots over the perimeter that were pretty cool. But other than that, this team is not going to really do much this year. I think Atlanta is a three-year project. They got to develop Trey Young this year. And then, of course, he's going to grow up some next year. And hopefully by his third year, you hope that he's an all-star in the East. And I think he's very capable of doing that. But he's just got to kind of find his game. Right now, he thinks he can just jack up threes like he's Steph Curry. And that's not quite his game quite yet. I think he needs to find who Trey Young is this year. And I think he will. Will, but he'll have some games where he'll shoot like maybe 28 points, 30 points on a win. But he's not an assist guy, so I think that he needs to work on his ability to get others involved, his ability to, um, you know, rebound when he gets the chance to. Um, and I think once we get those things addressed, I think the Atlanta Hawks can be pretty, pretty good for the most part. 25, 30, 32 win team this year, I see for the Atlanta Hawks. But as a whole, um, we'll see. We'll see what happens with these uh, with this team, and we'll see what happens with the uh, with the with the uh, Hawks as a whole. But I think that they are at least two years away from being in playoff contention in the East. Uh, next team I want to go to is the Raptors versus the Cavaliers. Um, this was a pretty cool game as well because it was cool to see what Cleveland could be post post LeBron and what Toronto was with Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green additions in the offseason. And Kyle Lowry didn't disappoint. He came out very aggressive because of Kawhi Leonard and his ability and the attention that defenses have to play to, pay to him. So he averaged 27 tonight. He, um, I think he's going to have around that number uh, throughout the season because now he's with a guy that, you know, is I think a lot more respected and a lot of teams understand that they have to really pay attention to Kawhi Leonard. And because of that, you're going to have better percentages from 
from Kyle Lowry as a whole because of his ability to be able to shoot the perimeter and also be able to do what he does best um, in open uh, open court. Um, so Nick Nurse is the new coach. Uh, as a whole, I mean, he's kind of the same philosophy as, as you know, I see he's too much of a change from what uh, Dwayne Casey did there. He's more about defense and also about um, ball movement as well. But it was pretty cool to see, um, you know, that the fact that this Raptors team is going to be very dangerous. I do think that they're going to repeat as the first team in the East again. Um, I think that because they have great defensive players. You have Danny Green, Valanchunez, Kawhi Leonard, um, uh, Siakam, uh, Abaka off the bench. Um, a new, like You have a lot of guys that are great defensive pieces, and also they can get it on the uh, offensive side as well. Now, this team will be like a nine-man nine rotation come playoff time. I do think the starting five, Siakam, Leonard, Valanchunez, Lowry, Green, Ibaka, Miles, NLB, and Van Fleet will be your, you know, your nine-man rotation as a whole. Um, I think these guys will, you know, add a lot of good, uh, a lot of depth in terms of their defensive prowess, which will roll over to offense. But Kawhi Leonard has a very good situation here. He came out and looked like the, you know, he didn't miss too much of a beat. I thought with the year being off, he would look a little rusty. So, like I said before, I was surprised when he got over 20, to be honest with you. He had 24 tonight. But he also got you 12 rebounds, which means that, you know, he's going to he's going to, you know, give you that second chance opportunity. So the perimeter game on this on this Raptors team should be much better than what it was a year ago, because they have a lot of guys that can go get rebounds that can um, shoot the uh, knockdown shot from the perimeter. And this is going to be very fun to watch um, for the Raptors on the Cavaliers side. um, You know, pretty good night from Kevin Love. He gave you 21 points on seven rebounds. Tristan Thompson had three points on 13 rebounds. So you know you know what you're getting with the starting lineup. I think J.R. Smith is still out. Um, I, don't, I guess I don't know if he's injured or what the case is with him. But George Hill gave you 15. I, I think that what's going to really push this Cavalier team, who's not bad, I still have them being a, a bottom-tier Eastern Conference team. They should be around a seventh or eighth seed. Um, it's going to be the production of... Um, Osman's improvement. He gave you 17 points tonight, but he's going to have to give you that every night. And Sexton's improvement and development. Um, I think the young kid's going to have more than nine at night. I think the guy has a lot of heart. He plays with a lot of heart. Um, he's a dog inside. He, he can find his shot when he wants to. So Colin, Colin Sexton, I think as the year progresses, by probably by after All-Star break, when they see that George Hill is a, is a, is a bucket, that is a as a trash bucket that can't be consistent, they're going to put uh, Colin Sexton in in that starting lineup. And I think this team will be, be able to be pushed towards the playoffs. I think Lou Williams, I tr- I, excuse me, I think uh, Tyron Lou was a good developer of point guards because of his days as a point guard with the uh, L.A. Lakers and also the uh, Atlanta Hawks and doing his day. So he should have no problem developing Sexton. I think that Sexton is going to be in good hands as the year goes. I do think that the Cavaliers will win about 44 games, uh, which is, I mean, it's going to get you in the playoffs in the East because it's not as strong as the West, um, especially this year. But I think these guys are going to be okay, and I think they're going to be able to really display what they can do. I think they're going to really be able to uh, stay in the conversation for Eastern Conference playoffs. Now, do I see them making it past the first round? I do not because they don't have LeBron James. They don't have a superstar. Don't get me started on uh, 
on, uh, you know, Kevin Love. I think he's injury prone. He's also a guy that, you know, you, que- you, you question his durability. Excuse me. You question his durability, his ability to stay healthy throughout the season in the playoffs. So will he, this guy be able to stay healthy or will he be fading in and out of the picture? That's to be seen. But overall, good, good, good uh, run from Seti Osman. Good run from George Hill. Good run from... Um, Tristan Thompson with 13 boards tonight. So I was really happy with the production. I don't think this team is going to be half as bad as people are saying they are um, without LeBron. But I do think that these guys should be in pretty decent hands to do some things, some special things this year and still make it back to the playoffs in the East as a seventh or eighth seed and get bumped out in the first round. So we'll see what happens there. All right. Next team I want to talk about is the uh, Pistons and the Nets. I think the Nets are going to be a very tough outing for anybody because you don't really know who the leader is on this team in terms of scoring is it um you don't know if it's going to be um demarcus uh, DeMar- uh russell um who had eight points tonight but lavert was very good tonight the shooting guard position he was 10 of 18 he had 27 points and he was just getting after it he's always been a consistent player that will give you between 17 and 20 points a clip a night so the fact that he kind of is up his games worked on some small things to improve himself and to really add to this Knicks team i think this Knicks team can make some noise now um get you about 25 29 wins which is i mean you would think it's not good but it's not horrible even i think it'll get them from the bottom of the lottery i do think they're, they're another pick away from being a playoff team in my opinion but i do see that they're trying to just show and display that they are a team that has a bright future and that hopefully they can be in the conversation to land one of these free agents in the 2020 to be the 2019 offseason 2020 offseason um they're hoping that Kyrie comes or jimmy butler comes but if not i'm sure they have a plan uh, B, either a Kawhi, you know, I think uh, uh, Kyrie's up, KD's up, uh, Thompson's up, DeMarcus Cousins. So they're trying to put themselves in the position to land a perennial all-star or to dive in the draft and go get themselves a good draft pick to build upon. Um, I just don't know yet who's their guy or who, who's going to, you know, lead this team yet as a star, but we'll see. Um, I think Levert had a good night tonight, and I think Dinwiddie off the bench, who I had 23 points, was uh, another guy. He pretty much outplayed the starting point guard and was able to get some more minutes in tonight. He got 32 minutes to Russell's 25 coming off the bench. Um, on to Detroit. Dwayne Casey entered there. I do think these guys are a playoff team. I think they are about a sixth seed, in my opinion. I have them winning about between 45 and 48 games this year. Um I, you know, good production from Draymond, uh, from Griffin and Drummond. Um, I do think their their um, point of emphasis this this year is really going to be predicated on Jackson's ability to stay healthy and be and give you that consistent guard play at 19 points a clip. Um, if he can give you between 18 and 22, you I think you're in business. Um, Andre Drummond is another guy. I mean, he's got to be able to shoot some perimeter shots as a big man in this game and age, and also feel comfortable shooting his mid range because. Teams are going to, you know, not respect him from the yard. They're going to clog the uh, the middle, and he's not going to be able to do what he does. So he's going to have to enhance and then evolve his game enough to the point where he wasn't he doesn't become such a predictable presence offensively. And it'll take some pressure off of Blake Griffin to be a 26-night uh, uh, game per night score. And, I, and he was that with the Clippers, but I think those days are over. He's going to be about 23-point-per-game guy. 
um, with the Detroit uh, Pistons. But I do like what I see so far. I do like what Dwayne Casey's done so far to unlock the potential of uh, Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. But it's going to be very interesting to see who that third guy is going to be on this team. Will it be Jackson uh, consistently or will it be somebody else? But overall, I think that David Fisdale, excuse me, David Fisdale, but Dwayne Casey has some uh, work to do with developing his bench. Because as I look at the bench, Zaza, Pachulia, Smith, Galloway, G. Robinson the third, these aren't guys that are, that you know are elite role players, but they're they're okay to get the job done right now in the regular season. But when you get to the playoffs, you're going to need a bench to go to, and I think he does need to develop the bench a lot more. He's, or these guys are going to be a first round exit for sure. Um, but. Tonight they won 103 to 100 over the Knicks. So uh, excuse me, over the Nets. So good game for them, um, as a whole. Next game I want to go to was the Heat and the Magic. Magic Heat uh, lost this one, 104. Um, it was a pretty good game for the most part. Aaron Gordon went off this game. He had 26 points on 16 rebounds, a double double. Another promising guy that looked really good was Mo Bamba. Uh, he had he gave you 13 points out of seven, but he's just so skinny. He reminds me of what Giannis was when he first came to the league uh, I think he needs to put on some weight this offseason and he needs to put some muscle on this offseason I think over the next the next couple seasons he should be in line for all-star if not a starting role with this team later on in the season and I think a potential all-star bid two or three years from now because he this guy is really really good I do see some rawness in him I do see some parts in his game they can work on in the offseason but this this age I think he's definitely a front runner for the rookie of the year um, and I know this it's early to say this, but I do think he's one of the names that you can kind of put in that top three um, to be able to see what he does and see if he can um, elevate this uh, Orlando Ma- Magic team and put them back into the playoff play. I don't see it happening this year. I do see them winning between 35 and, and 40 games, but I don't think that'll be enough to get into the Eastern Conference playoffs this year. Um, but I think that they'll be in some good shape for the next couple of seasons, depending on draft pick and depending on if they can keep their pieces together. Um, you know, I think they'll have be able to make some noise. DJ Augustine and Fournier, they, they had a pretty okay night, 11 points and 13 points. But as a whole, like I said, these guys have a lot of work to do. I don't know what it is with Miami and losing to the Orlando Magic, but they don't have a great record against these guys. I guess it says, it's true that it says that some teams have your number and they can just do that. But we'll see with these guys. I mean, I think it's going to be pretty interesting to see how the Orlando Magic pan out this year. Miami uh, Heat are going to be a playoff team because of the fact that they're going to be a defensive-minded team that Eric Spolster is really going to be able to coach and grind out games. Um, Richardson is going to have to de- continue to develop. He had 21 points tonight, but they desperately need to do something at that center spot, that five spot, because white side is garbage and in, in, in against centers that can give it to him on the offensive side. When he's getting bodied defensively, he's not great offensively. He's a, a very shaky and very, you know, just a, a, a energy bunny that's that that's needs to be desired for that team. If, if you can't stick them in the fourth quarter, I do believe that they should trade and just go ahead and sign off on that Jimmy Butler trade because Whiteside can't seem to find his rhythm anymore with this team since, you know, he first got in. And I think because of that, um, these guys, you're putting a lot of pressure on your guards to really be able to carry this thing home because of the lack of a center play with Whiteside. Now, Whiteside had 12 points and 18 rebounds, so he did okay tonight. But will that be the fact when he, they play the elite teams like the Raptors and 
Philadelphia 76ers and Boston who have great defenders to be able to defend what Whiteside does. It's going to be very interesting to see if, if he did some work in the offseason to combat that, but definitely looking forward to seeing how his season progresses. But Magic win this one 104 to 101. Grizzlies came into the game pretty much as a G as a G League team. I mean, this just bad was going on there. You have Mike Conley who just he doesn't look like he wants to be there anymore. Mark Gasol just looks like he's just tired. This team is awful. I do think they should tank and they should just go after a Zion, Zion next year when he goes into the draft. I think they, that can energize them because they don't have a roster that can compete right now. Um, they don't have a roster that's good night in and night out. They have a lot of G leaguers and a lot of slow and uh, guys that are old and getting older. Um, Conley and Mark Saw are getting older, and uh, the bench is, is as a whole is not impressive at all to be able to hang with most of the NBA teams this year. They'll be lucky if they win twenty two to twenty five games. To be honest with you, um, I do think that they need to be uh, tanking and trying to get Zion because I think that might be. One of the uh, contracts that can help them and try to move on from Mark Gasol because he's just too good of a player to be under this bad team, to be honest with you. And I do think that. <sighs> Sorry, y'all, it's late. But um, I do think that these guys uh, can be a lot better than what they're showing. Um, that's for the Pacers. I mean, to get a win without Victor Oladipo being your top scorer tonight was really, really good for this, these guys. I like what I saw from Victor Oladipo. He looked a little rusty, but I think he's going to be okay. He got into some foul trouble early with three fouls in the first half. But 16 points, 5-5, five and five assistant rebounds, not bad for him. Bogdanovich led that team with 19 points. Um, very good three-point night from him, a perfect 100% from the three-point line and, and seven of nine from field goal range on the seat. So he had a very good night shooting. Um, I think that once Olin Depot gets his uh, his feet back under him, he's going to be an asset, and, and we know what type of player he'll be for them. But I think the real question and seeing how far these guys will go, it will be the power forward position. Matt, Turner's got to give you better than eight points this year. He's got to start turning into a beast that can guard bigger uh, players like the KDs, the Porzingis. He's got to be able to guard those positions. He can't guard him outside of his position. You can't hide him uh, defensively when he's not on defensively because he's going to be inconsistent at times. Um, I do think he can give you more on the offensive side. I think he can average between 12 and 15 points. If they can get that from their big man, Turner, I think they can go to a, the second round of the playoffs this year and get eliminated. But they should definitely be able to get out of the first run, at least in my opinion. I do think the Pacers are a third or fourth best team in the East, depending on what the 76ers do and how long the development of Markel Fultz takes. But I do like what I see so far from the Indiana Pacers. They've won this game of 111 to 83. I think they're going to be a playoff team and probably win their division. Um, I do have them being the top team in the Central Division with it being um, Indiana and a fight, a dog fight between Detroit and Cleveland. Just take your pick. It's a coin toss there because both teams have their flaws. Uh, last thing I want to talk about is the Bucks and the Hornets. Bucks had 113 uh, to 112. It's, this game was really dragged out. It was really a bummer. bummer. It's either one of those things where Charlotte's just not that bad, or, uh, or um, you know, um, Milwaukee's still learning how to win games late or keep the lead in games with the expectation. Because now this is not an expectation. We're not shocked anymore that the uh, Milwaukee Bucks are winning. Uh, it's one of those things where now we're starting to focus on 
can these guys be a perennial playoff team that can go further than the first round? Um, I think that is a debate. It is an honest debate as to if Giannis or Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the East. That is to be seen. But for right now, just based off of cash shades, just based off of numbers, I do think that Giannis is the best player in the East uh, coming out of this conference. Um, I think he'll be a force to reckon with this year. He had 25 points. 18 rebounds, but it's very easy for this cat to get those points because of his presence, his ball handling skills to go inside and get points. He's just unstoppable inside, unstoppable from when he decides to shoot and have confidence in his shot. Now, he gave you 0 for 3 from three-point land, but <coughs> I like that because it's starting to see that hey, I can't shoot those shots when I'm called upon. I'm not afraid to take them. That's another part of my game I'm trying to develop. And if he can develop his jump shot, man, he's going to be a, LeBron, a second coming of LeBron, but taller. And I'm just a defensive anchor on the uh, on the offensive, uh, on the the defensive side of the ball to be able to block players from getting in the inside and be able to hang with you know, KD and Porzingis and Aaron Gordon and all the bigs that can cause some trouble in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference as well. So I like what this, um, how this uh, Milwaukee team is looking. Um, they looked really good up to the point of the second half when uh, Charlotte went on that little run there. But uh, I think this team is predicated on Middleton's uh, development. Um, if he can give you 19 points if uh, every night, then I think this team will be okay. Um, Bledsoe's another guy that's got to assert himself. <clears throat> I do think that Bryden's got to be a little better for you. Bryden and Bledsoe have got to, you know, if, they're gonna, if you're going to play two-point guards, they got to be consistent night in and night out. I need Bledsoe to get to at least 20 this year on the season. I think that can happen because if... You know, with Giannis, people are going to start doubling Giannis. And they'll make it easier for Bledsoe and Bryden to start getting some good shots in that backcourt. And I think these guys will be able to benefit from Giannis being such an offensive and defensive force where teams are forced to pay attention to him and scheme for him. Um, on the Charlotte uh, uh, side of things, um, Walker played out his mind 41 points on 15-29 shooting. Um Tony Parker pitched in and gave you eight, but their rookie, Malik Monk, gave you 18 points. He had a really good game. His development is going to be very important for these guys in the Eastern Conference. I do believe that if they can develop um, Monk and if they can get some more out of um, their starting lineup, then I think these guys are going to be in good shape. Um, I'm not going to say they're going to make the playoffs, but I do think they can be a ninth or tenth uh, seed um, for sure, if they play hard and every night, but they're gonna have some things. They're gonna need some things to go their way with the new coach that I think they have. They're definitely gonna need to continue to uh, do what they have to do to be successful. And it's one of those things where I think that Malik Monks is gonna end up in the uh, starting five um, before the year is out with his talent. So that was week one. Uh, of pretty much uh, of the everybody's game ones. Um, now we did have some game twos. We did have the Lakers tonight. Um, I will make a separate video for them because usually during primetime games, I have a lot more to talk about there. But this is rapid fire right here on Talk That Ish with your boy D Johnson. Let me know what you think there. Also, if you like what you're listening to, please support. Please uh, give me some feedback. Please also, if you're feeling generous, please give to my channel. Um, I like what I do, guys. Uh, as I said before, my dream ultimately is become a 
um, sports analyst, sports anchor. Um, so I just want to try to do this uh, sports cast to give you my opinion about what I think about these teams. I gave you a lot of insight about the playoff teams I see out of this group that played today. But there's a lot of exciting basketball, and this year is very tough. It's just a lot of great players in the league, uh, and it's very exciting to see in the regular season. Um, though I, I believe people think that the Golden State Warriors are going to win in grand fashion. I think there's going to be a lot of narrative, especially with the East stacked the way it is without LeBron. Um, and the way other players are starting to develop, other teams that we haven't seen before are starting to go after it. But that's my opinion on Rapid Fire today on the NBA, on all the games that happen. I'll give you the Lakers and also the Washington Wizards and the Miami Heat um, and the Philadelphia 76ers and Chicago games tomorrow morning. Um, first thing tomorrow morning, so probably around 8 o'clock. Look for another uh, podcast from me. But otherwise, that's going to do it from your boy D. Johnson on Talk That Ish. Again, support me if you like me. Hit me up on Instagram at underscore underscore DJ94 underscore underscore. Again, that is at DJ90, excuse me, underscore underscore DJ94 underscore underscore lowercase DJ94 DJ number is 94 underscore underscore. So if you like what you hear, please support it. Otherwise, when your boy is late, so I'm going to go ahead and get to bed. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace.